We are back on the Heart and Hustle podcast. That song is actually beginning to grow on me. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, during the summer here as we are taping this, getting ready for Game 3 of the NBA Finals. We're going to be all over the latest news around uh, the Orlando Magic. They've begun working some people out. out. Uh, It is a who's who of guys you probably haven't heard of, and then a few guys that you have. We'll get into that. Uh, We'll talk about uh, what the draft strategy should be for the Orlando Magic and some free agent rumblings. The Athletic is... D'Angelo Russell in the Magic's future. We'll get into all that. If you are listening to us for the first time, my name is Nick Grenowitz. I'm with Scott Inez. You can hear Scotty and me on ESPN 580 Orlando weekdays, 4 to 8 o'clock. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Inez Says and me at ESPN 580 Nick. Uh, You can go online, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, re-rate, re-review, do the whole thing. Uh, and uh, check out the other 27, I want to say, 27 podcasts that we have done so far, as I think this is episode number 28. But joining me as always, my partner in crime, Scott Inez. What's up, Nick? We got a lot to get into yeah, we here. we do, don't and we? I'm surprised because we did a podcast on Friday, and I was like, we'll have a couple of days off. But uh, the news on Friday, almost immediately after we taped, I think, I don't know if we talked about this, mm-hmm. we got the news that, ta- this was on Monday, actually, Taco Fall yeah. worked out the... UCF product, the seven foot seven in shoes center, the ten foot two and a half inch standing reach <laughs> center worked out with the Orlando Magic, and uh, this has both of our interests peaked, might I yeah. say, about a potential Taco Fall drafting because it was the Magic, one of the early teams that worked him out two years ago when right. he thought about leaving UCF after the NIT run. Well, let's make one thing perfectly clear here. We're not talking about a first-round draft pick. We're not talking about 16. Some Magic fans are. Are they really? Oh, I've had plenty at of 16? Magic fans. Oh, it's 16. Ooh, that's Do a little high. They, 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 they want them, and they want them at 16, Ooh, some of them. That, that's that's way too high. Now, at 46, um, we can talk, but in most of the mock drafts uh, I've seen, they have Taco Fall either falling out of the draft, not being drafted, or going lower in the second round. Let's tell it like it is. I think we both have a soft spot for Taco Fall. Yeah, we both love him. We love the kid. We've had him on our ESPN Afternoons with uh, with Scott Inez show many, many times. He's very, very impressive. He is a character kid. He's a really good kid. Mm -hmm. He's a good interview, too, by the way. Um, and, And we brought it up earlier this week. Like, why not take him? Yeah. Well, I mean, why not take Taco Fall at? F- I'm not again. I'm I'm not crazy. I'm not taking him at 16. But why not take him at 46? Why not? Because if 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 you don't love anybody at 46, the odds are that that a second round pick is not going to become a rotational player with the Orlando Magic, or any other team for that matter. That's what the odds say, and I don't know what those second round odds are. But I look, and I, and I I hear you about the major success stories with Draymond Green and you know Tony. Or, or, I don't know if Tony Parker was taken in the second round. Mono Ginobili was taken Manu in the was. second round, right? Tony Tony was a first round pick because uh, yeah, who was it? Uh, uh, Tim Duncan told that story at his Jersey retirement. That's right. Um, he was the twenty eighth pick in two thousand and one. Yeah, but but the odds are that a second round pick is not going to make it as a rotational player in the NBA. Let's tell it like it is. And you look at the recent, heck, let's look at the recent history of the Orlando Magic. Okay. 2018, Melvin Frazier Jr. Jury's still out, but he spent most of his time 
with you last year. I saw year. a lot of Melvin Frazier Jr., yes. In Lakeland with yes. the Magic. Uh, same sort of guy as the one that we took in the second round in the previous year in 2017. Jeff Weltman and John Hammond's first second round pick, and that would be Wes Iwandu. Right. Athletic guys that played more than one year in college that have at least a projection of a long athletic body and don't have an NBA shooting skill yet. I, I have to tell you, when I saw Wes Iwandu in 2017, I thought there's no way this guy is going to last. So... When he came down to Lakeland the first year I was there, the first year of Lakeland, I think he missed his first, like, 12 or 13 threes. Now, yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but he, he shot, like, he, 23% from three. He has made a yes. giant leap for mankind. Are you kidding me? And and the Orlando Magic have been knocked in the past for not developing their players. They have developed Wes Awundo. So, I'm not going to argue with that pick. That that was a solid pick, Wes Awundo, in the second round in 2017. But, we're I mean, we're talking about guys like, you know, Ivan Rab. You know, uh, before that, Steven Zimmerman in 2016, he had I no business. Him. I've seen is, Steven. Is he in the G League? Yeah, Westchester Knicks this year. He played He played against Lakeland in the playoffs. That dude had no business wearing an NBA uniform. I hope he's improved greatly. But, I mean, you look at the recent history. Zimmerman in 2016, Tyler Harvey in 2015. He Where scored is he? 50 in a G League game this year. He was, he's I in the G League. Was, I want to say it was 50. He had an unbelievable night in a G Ro- League Romero game Romero Osby in 2013. Is he in the G League? Do you remember his name? He was in the NBA for a little while, Romero Osby. Okay. Um, but, but but the point is, these guys rarely Oh, you missed our guy, Devin Marble. Guy. Do not skip Devin on Marble, Devin Marble. Devin Marble. Okay. There's another guy. But the odds are they're not going to become rotational players in the NBA. Taco has an NBA skill. Right now. I will say the one guy that they did take in the second round that seemed to pan out in 2012, Kyle O'Quinn. Okay, yeah, yeah, good pick. Solid pick by Rob Hennigan there in the second round, one of his few. Let's tell it like it is. But Taco has a skill right now, and that skill is seven foot seven in shoes. That's his skill. You cannot coach that. Okay, now, are there concerns about Taco at the next level and even in college basketball? Absolutely there are, and and we can run down the list. I mean, the agility has to get better. Yes, no question about it. That's a red flag. Uh, there is a lack of aggressiveness there. Yes, mm-hmm. he, he tended to allow six foot five, six foot seven guys in college to kind of push him around a little bit and do what they wanted on the low block. That cannot happen at the next level. There is a lack of aggressiveness there. He is a, a nice kid, and I think that works to his detriment on the court. He's got to get meaner. I think he's got to build up his lower body. But again, Nick, you and I know what this kid was like three years ago. I mean, yeah. it, it, you talk about gangly. You talk about awkward. He had no business being on a basketball court in college, quite frankly. And look look from where he's come, like three or four years ago. And, and keep in mind, Taco Fall has not been playing basketball a long time. Right, he took it up relatively recently, so I I think for a team like the Orlando Magic, I get it. We need another center, like we need a hole in the head, okay. But at the very least, at forty six in the second round, this kid has an NBA skill right now at seven foot seven. You stick him in Lakeland with Nikki Football for three Nikki years, Granowitz. Yeah, stick him in, stick him in Lakeland for two to three years, and and you get him a nutritionist. You feed him. As we were talking about yesterday, Ben and Jerry's ice cream and the peanut butter and, and banana milkshakes. And, yeah, and, you put and, him on the Jonathan Isaac Mohamed Bamba diet. He's just the next long, athlete, you know, long kind of langy guy that you're bringing in. And, you know, I don't know, just put the IV in him like the rest of them and just 
try to get him to fill out a little bit. Yeah. The difference is he's older than those two guys, and that might be the concern for the front office is you're getting a kid that's, what, 22, 23 years old, I believe Taco Fall is, and Jonathan Isaac is 19 when he comes in. Mo Bamba's right. 19 when he comes in. So this kid is already more developed than those guys, yet light years behind him when it comes to an offensive and defensive skill set at the NBA sure, level. but again, NBA skill, seven foot seven, he automatically protects the rim. Yeah. And I don't care how small this league gets. I don't care how much small ball. It's getting we, small. It, it's getting very small. But and, and we continue to play small ball in the NBA. And I don't think that pendulum is ever coming back. But you're always going to need rim protection, right? You're always mm-hmm. going to need it. And, and, and he could do that coming off the bus right now. Well, and that's that's what he projects to be, really. I mean, this is not a guy that's going to play 30 minutes a night right, for you. Right. Uh, this is a kid that uh, his ceiling, I think. I think the best case scenario is someone like Boban with the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. When he comes in for 10 to 15 minutes a game at most, and he's someone that can spell your starting center yeah. and can give you defense, the I difference agree. is Boban has one ability to, and that is shooting. He can shoot the basketball. Taco needs to develop that. All of that being said, from a greedy standpoint, I'm the voice of the Lakeland Magic. Uh, I root for interesting. I mm-hmm. root for this show. I root for this podcast. But more than anything, I root for me. If he's there at 46, take, take him. him. Yes, because take him. Lakeland could use the marketing opportunity. I mean, like, we cover the Orlando Magic. Lakeland is part of that, too. I will say this. They they built on a very good first year of attendance. They followed up with a better year their second year. You put Taco Fall in there, the UCF fans are coming to watch him. Exponentially. Yes, you are, going, you are going to double your attendance yep. easily with Taco Fall there. And I, I understand that you are worried about the basketball operations side, but Jeff Weltman and John Hammond need to be aware and cognizant of that, that they're trying to run a team in Lakeland, too. Box office, right? It, yes. It's a, it, it, when's the last time we were talking about a potential second-rounder giving you box office, giving you buzz, giving you fannies in the stands? And I guarantee a lot of UCF fans will show up here in Orlando, too, if and when he ever makes it to the parent club. And I do believe he will be, you know, it, it'll be kind of like see him in some effect, preseason right? games or something right, like that, right. maybe. But, um, well... Nah, it would be like a, I mean, like maybe two, three years in or something. Okay, yeah. Okay. Get him on a two-way okay. contract. Maybe sign him to some kind of a deal like that. Yeah. Well, he's no, I'm sorry. He's, if he's a second-round pick, he's on an NBA deal. Never mind. Right, sorry. Go right. ahead. He's going to be a project. He's going to be a project. Oh, There's yeah. no he doubt will about be it. Quite the okay? erector set. But even if the Magic go with another player at 46, and I can't imagine you can be in love with somebody at 46. But even if they go with another player at 46 in the second round, you want to know the guys that are that are around that area of some of these that I'm not in love with? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Shoot. Uh, Jonte Porter, okay. the big guy out of Missouri. Yeah. Um. Oh wow, I love I love the comp here from the Ringer. Shades of thrift shop Nikola Jokic. <laughs> okay. Drew Gooden. Um, Daniel Gafford, the kid out of Arkansas. Uh-huh. Um, shades of Clint Capella, Willie Cauley-Stein, and JaVale McGee. And Eric Pascal, the uh, Villanova senior. Uh, shades of LeBron James. Young Paul Millsap. Oh, yeah. Noah Vonley. I, I, I and love Ryan, those comps. Just young, love them. How about this? You go from young Paul Millsap to Noah Vonley to Ryan Gomes. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Ryan Gomes an outfielder for wow. the Tampa Bay Rays? Wow. Um, look, I would take him. But if, the, if it doesn't happen at 46... What may be even better for the Orlando Magic and Taco Fall is if you sign him to a free agent deal. Well, that, it's definitely that, that for the Magic be because you don't have to use an asset. He ends up being right. an undrafted free agent. Then you get his rights, and right. he automatically becomes a part of your organization. The question is, I guess we got to move on here, but yeah. do you, does Taco Fall get drafted? Man, I, 
if I were king for a day, if I were any one of these GMs, uh, I and if I'm not in love with any of those names that that mm-hmm. you just mentioned, you know, in and around 46 or whatever second round pick it is, I would take him with a second round pick. I would. I I you got to develop him obviously. You have to improve his agility, his strength especially in his lower body. You got to have him eat nails for breakfast because this guy is a guy who needs to get a lot more mean on the basketball court. But again, 7 foot 7. Like a lot of these potential second round picks really don't have an NBA skill. This guy has one coming out of college immediately yeah, in feels, seven foot feels seven. kind of like Rudy Gobert, right? I mean, Gobert was a second round pick. He comes in. I mean, Gobert is not an offensive guy. You you drafted him for one reason and runnies one reason only. He's yeah. the stifle tower. Yeah. Now he is much more of an NBA player oh, than Taco is. Absolutely. But it's a good comp. But but think about again, think about three or four years ago where this kid was and where he is now. And you project that two, three years down the road. This kid has gotten so much better, and I think he's going to get a lot better here as a professional as well. Yeah, so Taco working out with the Magic on Monday. He's already worked out with the Kings. will work out with the Pacers, Knicks, Lakers, Cavs, and Hornets, according to Josh Robbins Mm -hmm. of The Athletic. Uh, Speaking of The Athletic, Scotty, uh, there was quite a bombshell report yesterday by our guy Shams of The Athletic about – Uh, The team's interested in Brooklyn Nets restricted free agent D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Here is what Shams wrote in The Athletic. A market is forming for Nets all-star and restricted free agent D'Angelo Russell. Utah, Minnesota, Indiana, and Orlando are among the teams expected to show interest aside from Brooklyn. That according to sources. So the Magic circling around perhaps feeling out what the market may be for a D'Angelo Russell Already with Markel Fultz on their roster and with DJ Augustine having another year on his contract, could it be that they try to bring in a guy like like D-Loading? Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. A um, couple of things jump out at me about this story. Number one, D'Angelo Russell is slated to be a restricted free agent. Yes, right? so that means Brooklyn, if you don't know, Brooklyn right. can match any offer. You sign a guy to an offer sheet and then... What is it like? Forty-eight hours, seventy-two hours. They've shortened it lately. Yeah, it, it might be. It might be seventy-two. I'm not quite sure. Google that. But look, I I think it's highly unlikely that D'Angelo Russell wears a Magic uniform. Forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours. Okay, so restricted free agent, which means that the Nets can match any offer that comes his way. So even if the Nets go out and Sign Kyrie Irving, and and that's the big rumor out there right now. Even if they go out and sign Kyrie Irving to a free agent deal, the Nets, from what I understand, can still go out and afford to pay D'Angelo Russell. That would be an interesting tandem because they, they basically play the same position. Someone would have to play off the ball. Russell has done that before and probably could do it again. But the second thing that jumps out at me about this athletic report about D'Angelo Russell and Orlando I love seeing the Magic's name pop up again in free agent uh, uh, destinations. I lo- what, like we haven't seen this, Nick. We have we haven't seen it in seven years, really. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it since Dwight Howard. Now I know Paul Millsap came here, and and Millsap was yeah courted, he was in Winter Park. Yeah, he, he was courted by the Orlando Magic a, a few years ago when he was a free agent out of Atlanta, and he. He chose to go back to Atlanta, and right now Millsap obviously is in Denver. But I love seeing the Orlando Magic's name being, at, at the very least, mentioned again because it's it's out of sight, out of mind. And every year, if these free agents don't see Orlando as being a bidder, 
somebody that they could possibly go to, they're, they're going to be out of sight and out of mind in terms of those players as well. So I see this report. Uh, first of all, I mean, it, it's a huge leap to say that the Magic want to sign D'Angelo Russell. They're going to be feeling this out yeah. and getting a feeling for what it's going to take to bring him in. But uh, a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire. And now we have back-to-back stories as you try to kind of follow the – what was it Hansel and Gretel left behind to get home? I forget. What was it gumdrops or whatever? Uh, was it porridge? I don't know what the heck No, it breadcrumbs. Was. It was I mean, breadcrumbs. Thank you. When you follow the breadcrumbs. Wow. Uh, that's an old, <laughs> old metaphor. Taking that me I back in there. time there, Nick. When you follow the breadcrumbs a little <laughs> bit here, we now have back-to-back stories involving teams looking to ship their point guard somewhere in Orlando is interested. And that would be the Brooklyn Nets and it would be the Houston Rockets. Mm. It, it tells me Jeff Weltman and John Hammond – likely are looking at Markel Fultz and feeling like this is a much longer-term project than they may even have felt it was going to be. If they feel like they want to make a trade, I'm talking about Houston, that would have been Chris Paul, and at least they're looking to see, okay, how can we get involved and get some kind of a piece? Maybe it was Clint Capella, but I'll focus on Chris Paul. Or kick the tires on D'Angelo Russell if maybe there isn't much of a market. Mm. They are not convinced that Markel Fultz is going to be Mm. ready to go as a backup point guard game one of the 2019-2020 season, and I, this is all speculation here. I don't know anything, but all you've heard is how Markel Fultz is working and could and will be likely back next year. I'm, I'm not saying I'm nervous yet, but if you're telling me they're looking around at available point guards to go along with DJ Augustine, that doesn't spell good things for a Markel Fultz. I am not ready to make that speculative leap as of You're yet. not following those breadcrumbs, I, I'm, Hansel. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not going to follow the bread, <laughs> breadcrumbs. Look, I, th- there is a reason why the Orlando Magic went out and got Markel Fultz from Philly prior to the deadline. They like Markel Fultz. They are in this for the long term. They have to be. They've been working with him to get right physically and mentally What exactly have they been doing? They are holding that very, very close to the vest. I don't know the answer to that question, uh, but you have to believe that they believe that they could have something in Fultz in the long run. Um, Could Fultz, if if that report is true uh, in The Athletic, uh, if the Magic are interested in D'Angelo Russell, could a Markel Fultz possibly play off the ball with D'Angelo Russell on the ball? And the answer is, yeah, if he's right, That was one of the main pluses of Markel Fultz when Philadelphia took him first overall a few years ago was, well, Ben Simmons needs the ball. That's okay because Markel Fultz can play off the ball. So, yeah, yeah, that was a big part of it. But in order to go out and get D'Angelo Russell as a free agent, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to renounce the rights to Nick Vucevic immediately, right? You're going to have to renounce the rights to uh, Terrence Ross immediately, you're going to have to not offer a qualifying offer to Kem Birch. So there are three main guys. To me, Birch is a main guy. I know. Uh, well, you did know, you many see that of- part of the athletic report as well? Kem Birch was mentioned in that as well. Was he really? Um, yeah, let me. Uh, I'll I get love Kem Birch. Word. Yeah, our guys at the Orlando Pinstripe Post actually, uh, they threw that up on their on the old Twitter account there uh, at o- OPP Magic Blog. Um, let me get the Markel okay. or the. The Kem Birch thing, but go ahead, finish okay, your thoughts. But, but I mean, it's obvious that, uh, you know, our guys, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, like Markel Fultz a lot, and they are in this for the long run. They wouldn't have made that deal if they weren't going to be in it for the long run. When are we going to see Markel Fultz on a court near us? I have no idea. I'm hoping that it's this coming season. Um, 
But look, I it, the D'Angelo Russell thing, it, it it's great to talk about, but think of of those two players that you're going to have to renounce. Now, look, if the Magic get an inkling early that Vooch is gone and T. Ross is gone, then then maybe you try something like this. But I got to tell you, man, if I have to renounce Nick Vucevic and Terrence Ross, two guys that I want back desperately on this team to go out and possibly get a D'Angelo Russell, knowing that he is a restricted free agent and the Nets can match any offer that I give him, that that's a gamble that I am not worth taking. Quick thing on Kem Birch, uh, because we go very deep on this podcast and we follow even the third string center and what he's going <laughs> to do in free agency. Uh, uh, Shams writes, the Magic will attempt to re-sign Birch and will almost assuredly make him a restricted free agent by extending him a qualifying offer. But Philadelphia expressed interest in him during the season, and there could be several more this offseason. He's, so. he's played himself into a nice little niche career, hasn't one of my, he? One of, my, one of the best stories in bat, and one of the best under-the-radar stories in all of basketball over the Look, last there's two years. a reason why, and, and, and I do believe that we're going to see a lot more from Mo Bamba in his second year, but there's a reason why the Magic became a better basketball team when Mo Bamba went to the bench. Yeah, because Ken Birch kicks ass, that's exactly. why. Exactly! Exactly! Plays hard, rebounds, does all the little things that a lot of guys won't do out there in today's league. So, I look, I'd, I'd love to see all those guys, Ken Birch, Terrence Ross, Nick Vucevic, Back here in Orlando. Uh, I'm going to produce the podcast while we're taping it here. Uh, We are currently at the 21-minute mark here. Do you want to go to the next topic, Uh, or do we want to— Yeah, let's go to 25, shall we? Yeah, Are are you sure? Because we can do another podcast basically on this. Oh, uh, no, yeah, let's let's go. All right, let's you want to do it? Yeah, okay. let's keep going. Let's All right, keep going. so that unofficially closes the <laughs> D'Angelo Russell discussion. Uh, I think the scoreboard on that is you and I would both be intrigued with D'Angelo Russell, yeah. but it's also an extreme long shot. It is. It it it, it very much is with him being a restricted free. He's agent a good player though. So if you can bring him in, bring him in. I don't care well, about anybody else. And and look, he isn't that the guy that scored forty on us in, in January, right? I think he scored forty. Yeah, he, he had a very good 40. game against us. He had us, a very yes. good game against us. Hit some big shots late in that game. By the too. way, you have to renounce the rights of Vooch and Ross, sure. But if you get him in here, then you can re-sign your own guys, right, and go over the cap. Is that not true? Get who in here? If you if you sign D'Angelo Russell, you can then sign Vooch and Ross and go over the cap, can't you? Uh, no, because you oh, have re- to renounce, renounce their the rights. rights first, right? You've got to do that Yikes. first. Yeah. In, in order to have the money... To go out and sign a D'Angelo, That's right. D'Angelo Russell, the money you got to the renounce cap, their the rights. The cap hold is too high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So uh, the NBA draft three weeks from uh, from this week coming yeah. up, Scotty. Uh, the Magic have the 16th, 46th pick. And you and I got into a discussion during our last podcast about what the draft strategy should be for Orlando. We get into this fight every single yeah. year. It is About whether or not Orlando should go with the best player available yeah. or draft for need, especially at that number 16 spot in the first round. Yeah, it is an interesting conversation because you look at the Magic's roster right now, it's chock full of centers uh, when the league is going away from big men, and it's also chock full of long, lanky guys. You know, that positional length that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond absolutely love, but you've got Jonathan Isaac, you've got Mo Bamba, um... You know, and you've got two big guys there who kind of jump out at you mid first round, and that would be Bull Bull from Oregon and the kid Demboya from Senegal, who's playing professionally in yeah. France. We do know that the Magic like Demboya. Um, but, you know, th- th- there's another kid in the same mold as, as kind of a Jonathan Isaac and a Mo Bamba, right? So the conversation we had last week was, you know, wh- what do you do? do? Do you duplicate that? If you. 
do you draft for need or you draft the best available player? And it's kind of 50-50 split down the middle, at least from folks who we've heard from. I think it, I think it just depends. I, I don't think there's ever a blanket way to do things in the NBA. I think it's all based on specific situation. But for the Orlando Magic, if I were king for a day, I would probably go need first in a draft like this. I would go need first, uh, it, you know, it, but, but then you, you've got to be ready to pivot too. I, I don't think you can be locked into one specific criteria going into a draft if you're the Orlando Magic picking at 16. Because, look, I, I mean, I, I, is there a guy that you love there? If the guy, if there is a guy that you absolutely love at sixteen, then you take him. But the the obvious need on this team, Nick, is what? It's shooting. It is. Yeah. It's, it's shooting. Shooting from and the perimeter. It, it's it's somebody who can create off the dribble, right? I mean, and, and there are some guys, and we talked about it last week here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. Some of those guys that kind of fit the mold and. And 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 the kid hero from Kentucky, right? Tyler Hero, yeah. Um, Nikhil Alexander Walker mm-hmm. from Virginia Nasir, Tech. Nasir Little, um, is Romeo another guy Langford, we Kevin Porter Jr. Right, Kevin Porter Jr. from USC. Um, so so. And by the way, a kid that the Magic had in working out today, that'd be Brandon Clark, is Brandon another Clark. guy that's 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 around that mid to that mid to late lottery or below. Right. Yeah. right. But if my you gotta rely on your gut, you gotta rely on your scouting. And if my scouting tells me, look, there's some red flags here with the guys that I desperately need who fit that criteria, then you go with best available. Then you go with a Demboya or a Bull Bull, despite what you already have on your roster. So I I don't think, to me at least, I don't think you go into a draft saying, okay, we're going with need or best available. I think you rely on scouting, you rely on your gut, and you rely how on how the draft goes before you before you can actually make that decision. Yeah, I'm going best player available. No I matter really, what. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to count on my developmental staff uh, creating players like Owesa Wandu, hopefully – uh, you see the same thing out of Melvin Frazier Jr. He improves. I'm taking the guy that is the best player available because this is a team that's still at its base is devoid of one thing, and that is talent, top to bottom okay. throughout the okay. roster. Uh, would I like to see kind of an athletic two-guard? Would I like to see a Romeo Langford if he's there? Yeah, and by the way, I think he might be the best guy available, but I don't think you can just draft a shooter for shooting's sake because mm-hmm. we've seen that go wrong plenty of times sure. Sure. for teams that draft for need and then things go awry quickly. I want to take a guy with the highest ceiling possible. Okay. Okay. Um, I will say this, and you mentioned um, shooting. It's a glaring weakness for it the is. Orlando Magic. Uh, Tyler Hero will likely be out there at 16. We don't know. I've seen him in some mock drafts going right around 16. He's I've anywhere seen in the go, 15 to 20 range. Right, yeah. right. I, I, I saw a mock draft today that, that had him going number 20 is that if Tyler Hero is on the board at 16 and let's say a Demboya is off the the board let's oh. say a Romeo Langford is off the board do you reach a little bit knowing knowing that you have a a, a really big need right now in shooting the basketball do you reach a little bit and go out and get a Tyler Hero is to me you do is Nikhil Alexander Walker still there um, That's the thing is I yeah. like Alexander Walker right. over Tyler Hero. I like Nasir Little over Tyler Hero. If those two guys are gone and Hero is there, but, then yeah, I think but, you take him. But to me, Hero's the best shooter in this draft. Yes, he is. 
right, the best right. shooter. I mean, and, and that's exactly what you need. And he's not a bad athlete. I mean, after Cam either. Reddish, yeah. he, he's not a bad athlete either, right? I mean, and he shot what ninety three percent from the free throw line last year. And I know he's just a freshman at Kentucky, but that glaring need is at the shooting guard spot, right? If he's there, do you take him? I'm, I, I you know, the more I see of this Alexander Walker kid from Virginia Tech, I love his athleticism. Yeah, I don't like, like his shot at all. I don't like his shot. The more I see of him, the more I don't like his shot. Langford, I think I can work with a little bit, but Hero, man, he he gives you he gives you that that need that you, that you you covet desperately right now. It would be really hard for me to ignore that. All right, we got to go. You and I do this every single every time. Week. We 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 say we'll go twenty minutes. We are at just about the thirty minute mark. So. That's going to do it for us here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. Uh, You might catch one more from us later this week or early next week, depending on how the news shakes out. He is Scott, and as you can listen to both of us weekdays on ESPN 5 in Orlando, 4 to to 8 p.m. You can follow Scotty on Twitter at Inez Says. You can follow me at ESPN 580. If you listen to the pod and you got a follow-up question, we're actually getting some listeners that are doing that. We love to interact with you once again at A-N-E-Z-S-E-Z or at ESPN 580 Nick. Uh, and we will chat basketball. And if you have any questions for us, you can feel free to jump either in the direct messages or to tweet me. And we'll get those questions up here on the podcast. But that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. Until then, go Magic.